0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, April 9th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hanson, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And here we are, Coach, starting up a big weekend, nine-game slate in the NBA after a big night for us in NBA last night.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and it it uh, re- requires a tip of the hat to you, sir. Oh, I thank Ooh. you. What a heck of a, a night. Uh, we had you out there with the broom sweeping all slates. I uh, want to give us the the uh, method to your madness that that uh, brought a bunch of winners home for our members. It was so great to see all the post takedowns. Just fantastic. And it was because of you, my man. What, what was the secret?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know how
1: much time we have. The
0: method to the madness. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's very involved, but. Um, I would say Mr. Boucher came up pretty big for us. Just sure did. Absolutely dominating. Uh, oh my Zach, God. Zach Levine crushed it. And Isaiah Stewart was the. That was sort of the look ahead. I mean, that's why we dig into the injuries and yes. we, we study the rotation so much because when you hear that Plumlee questionable, he's going to be evaluated for concussion, you know, you got to take the leap and say, well, there's a real good chance he's going to be out. So I'm going to lock Stewart in early, which you know that is a leap because it was a late game and so we locked him yeah. in as a core play on DraftKings we locked him in the power forward spot on FanDuel and that was that was a huge key so yeah a lot of fun um took down that slate really on on every early late DraftKings FanDuel and we'll see if we can follow it up again tonight and today awesome. is kind of fun and special cuz it's our two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel we're going to build towards that at the end of the show we invite you to Play it, uh, as always, and uh, we'll, we'll make updates on Twitter, if we need to, uh, at DFS Coach
1: Talk, so make sure to follow us there. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll tell you what, it it really is a testament, you know, looking through the lines that we hit last night, uh, of really, you know, a big shout out to all of our listeners that listen every day, because, you know, the theme of what we talk about through time frame, like when we first started talking about Isaiah Stewart and how much energy and, you know, this kid needs time. And if you followed the comments through the past month, it's built up to this point where he became a hundred percent lock play force, the confidence level of where he was at. And again, that's all us talking through these slates. That's why we put these pods up there, uh, seven days a week in front of the paywall. We, we had a, a gentleman that, uh, really had a monster takedown uh, just straight listening from our podcast that isn't a, even a member with us and so it was Jerome, fantastic. throw it down
0: Jerome.
1: Throw it down Jerome man and it was uh, it was great to see so big shout out to you, nice win and uh, whether you're in the Coach Talk family or not we do appreciate you listening every day. The only ask we'll ask on the front, front door here coming in, just uh, if you're on YouTube hit that thumbs up Hit the subscribe button and the alert button so you know when our podcast posts. And uh, that really means a lot to us because it moves us up the algorithm there at YouTube. So I appreciate it. We got a lot of work to do, my friend. Let's get after it. Yeah, we do. And by the
0: way, uh, congrats to all our members who who uh, had a successful night last night. So let's do it again here. Nine games, seven of the 18 teams involved in a back-to-back. Only one total over 230 coach. And it is yeah. a monster, Washington Golden State. So we'll work towards oh that. But yep. we've got one 7 o'clock game. It's Indiana and Orlando. And yep. we could have big news here again with Indiana. Miles Turner has already been ruled out. And right. then big question marks for Sabonis and Brogdon. And then on the Orlando side, uh, Otto Porter Jr. out, Kareem Main out, and Gary Harris is available to get into the rotation. So yep. um, it was a mixed last game, and now with him it will be even messier. But potentially some value on the Indiana side
1: yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, uh, you know, for me, I think Goga is a, a really strong player. i I like him. He can shoot the three. He'll get rebounds, block some shots. He it at times reminds me like a, a little bit of a mixture of like Ennis cantor because he can hit the glass and he's got a nose for the ball and and you know, and maybe uh, just a very poor man's Vuk because he can stand out there and knock down threes as well. but, you know, he just doesn't get a whole lot of minutes without Sabonis, if he doesn't play. And then without Turner, uh, I think Goga gets a nice chunk of minutes. I know Samson will also grab a few, but I think Goga's got the upside at that price and is somebody we definitely have to look at. And then, uh, you know, based on the other news with Brogdon, too, you know, is T.J. McConnell, uh, who bounced back very well, uh, remains in play. And obviously, when all that usage goes away from Indiana, it's Karis LeVert time uh, to me. So, I, you know, I, I really, really like Karis LeVert. Um, I'm interested also in possibly a little McConnell and Bataze too, uh, once we get confirmation on the news. So right out of the gate, uh, you know, I do like this, this Pacers unit. Uh, but on the other side with Orlando, A little bit of concern here because they've obviously mailed it in. They're playing a lot of young guys. They're playing a a really interesting rotation uh, with Cole Anthony back in the mix now. You know, it just creates that issue. Gary Harris, what role is he going to play? You know, you've, you've just got a lot of moving parts where I think they're just basically treating these last 19 games as, almost like a summer league, see what we got kind of thing, which makes me very wary of, of playing any Magic players uh, really at all. I just don't have confidence. I was starting to enjoy watching Okiki play, but now he's hit and miss with, with all the rest of the guys. So uh, I doubt you'll see me jumping much Orlando uh, you know, for quite a while here, unless they decide they're going to settle in and try to develop some chemistry with a group. But uh, you know, they've hung in there in games, they, and Indiana hasn't been blowing anybody out. They have slipped to four games under five hundred, so uh, they're really uh, scrambling. So I expect it to be close enough that we should get quality minutes from those Pacers guys, and I, I'm going to come out of here probably with a couple of Pacers. Yeah, I could too. I'm not quite as excited about them
0: as that last matchup against Minnesota with the ultra-fast pace. It ended up being ultra-high scoring, 141-137. Orlando, slower, of course, at 17th, but they still have that that bad defense. So uh, if Sabonis and Brogdon are out, then it it is a real uh, important thing that we analyze. Last time I did stack TJ McConnell and LaVert and Goga, and uh, that was a nice way to balance it because Levert didn't do quite as much as we'd hoped, but T.J. McConnell absolutely smashed. Uh, and he's a lot cheaper than Levert, so he'll be high on my radar tonight. And I'm with you on Goga. I like him a lot here as a value center if, if he's going to start. Um, we, we like that matchup against Wendell Carter Jr. So yes. uh, probably get some Goga out there tonight for sure, and then maybe one of those guards as well.
1: And I'm not sure if they've already waived Birch or not. I know they said they were. So we're, you know, they're going to be... I think it's official. A, yeah, because they're... So they'll be a little thinner in the yeah. inside there, too, which helps Goga also. Yeah, it could
0: be some Obama um, as the primary big offensive. Did you say yo
1: mama? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's, you know, he is a more of a thorn in the side,
1: potentially, of Goga with that length, I think, than Wendell Carter Jr., but... Um, Doesn't he, scare me because he can't get out there and defend the threes yeah. from Goga. Yeah. I think if and if he pulls them out, then uh, you know that's going to open open the game up. So I feel pretty good about it. All right, me too. Game two, we go to seven thirty. It's Minnesota
0: in Boston, two twenty seven and a half total. Boston favored by eight and a half. Island game for both teams. On the Minnesota side, we have uh, Jalen Noel doubtful. And a Kogi probable on the Boston side. Evan Fournier is still out, of course, and Kemba should be back out there after a day of rest. Now, this is one of the better totals on the on the board. One of the better game environments because Minnesota is involved, and they've got that fast pace and, and terrible defense. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking at a couple of Boston guys. Maybe um, you know you want to get exposure against Minnesota. A little bit tougher with Kemba out there. Uh, Jalen Brown, you know, is probably the guy that jumps out at me the most. He's uh, a little bit cheaper than Tatum, so you could look there. With the Bigs, um, keep in mind that Tristan Thompson's back now. He played 22 minutes in the last game, Robert Williams only played 25.
1: Yeah, that uh, was
0: surprising. Yep. Um, so that takes the luster off of Robert Williams a little bit for me on the Minnesota side, uh Rubio and Cat were awesome against Indiana. Cat uh, really expensive here, so I don't I don't think I'll go there, but Rubio um talk to me about Rubio coach because he, you know, he gave one of those really solid performances last game 17-5 and 7. We know he's had some duds, but he's really really good price tag. He gets Kemba Walker defense. Um so I, I'm thinking about him as as one of the potential value plays
1: today. And then I'll mention well, J What about D'Angelo Russell though. Well he's he's only getting twenty four minutes. Um, yeah, but that's that's a that's twenty four minutes. Yeah, so well, that's that's my concern.
0: Well Rubio got thirty. So they he played, played together alongside some. Him. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we you know, if they say that D'Angelo's now gonna get thirty minutes and get bumped up, then uh that's important. But I haven't heard that yet, so um that's the that's the question mark there that you can address and also Jaden mcdaniels uh he played 37 minutes wancho's minutes went down again last time so that's been fluctuating Uh, he's a guy that i'm i'm somewhat interested in in as well
1: yeah you know it's it's funny this game really bugs me because it seems like a game that you need exposure to and when i first looked at it i thought okay what angles do I want to play here? And, and every everything I looked at ended up, you know, saying, uh, you know, with me saying, I don't know if I want to pull the trigger there. And I alluded to the one, w- you know, uh, with D'Angelo. I mean, he looked really good in stretches for that half a game that he played. I can't imagine he's going to back up in minutes. I'm thinking 24 to maybe even all the way up to 28 uh, would be very reasonable they will probably play Rubio next to him a little bit, and you know when Edwards is out of the game. Edwards looked really good, uh, also. Then you have the big minutes for McDaniel's, but he's got to go up against like Tatum defense, which isn't going to be a piece of cake. And Cats just so high priced, it, it you know on a big slate like this that it it really handcuffs you. So, as much as I like some of these Minnesota guys, I, I don't know if I feel confident enough with some of the split minutes and some of the defense on the Boston side, not that they've been world beaters on defense, but Tatum, you know, and Smart, specifically those two, are, you know, all NBA type of defenders. So I'm a little worried about the Minnesota side, plus Boston plays a lot slower than they do. So I may not have Minnesota exposure for the first time in maybe a week. Uh, And then on the other side, we're back in that – conundrum here with Boston. You have Walker, Smart, Brown, and Tatum all in there and all playing full minutes. Uh, it gets sliced and diced and you can't really count on anybody going nuts. I mean, you got to expect Brown and Tatum to lead the way, but losing that you know, four points in usage, which they both do, if you look at when Walker, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Williams are on the floor, Williams does demand the ball some. He's an offensive player. He's not just a run up and down like Tice was or some of their other bigs like Tristan Thompson, and they're completely out of the offense. They just rebound and create things for themselves. They're just like an extra player out there. But with, with Robert Williams, he's in the offense. They, he'll post, he'll pop, he'll pick and roll. So he's part of that. Tatum and, and Brown, we know dominate play there. But Marcus smart now that he's got his legs about him. He's getting a lot more shots up and a lot more involved. And even though Kemba hasn't been Kemba this year, when he's in there, he scores big in spurts and he'll take quite a few shots. So I, I go with that lengthy explana- explanation because you would think Boston's smash spot, let's stack him, it's against Minnesota. Here are my two concerns on the Boston side, Andrew, and and. If you can convince me different, I'd be happy to change my mind. I just don't think Minnesota can hang with them. I think Minnesota is just in all of this transitional the time of all these things going on with the team. Uh, I, I'm not real comfortable that they can hang in there. And secondly, uh, I just think that that Boston has to share the ball so much right now that it hurts trying to zone in on one of these guys that are all priced pretty high, in my opinion. Uh, You don't get a real cheap cheap option here. And now that Williams didn't get full run the last game, that's sort of like the last domino to fall. So, I mean, if I pass this game, is this going to cost me is the question. It
0: could if Minnesota keeps it close. But I agree, that's a real concern, and the price tags for Boston are, are not so cheap that you get really excited. Uh, so it is it is a bit of a risk. It is. It's a tough one, though. All right, game three. This one is uh, a bit of a risk for being ultra-low scoring. It's yes. Memphis in New York, total of 214.5. Memphis favored by 1.5. Interesting, they, they put this one on M- NBA TV. It's like they want to see Jaw in the Big Apple, um, but not looking for a lot of scoring here with defenses of 7th and 4th, New York's 27th ranked pace. We do have Memphis with the 6th fastest pace, but below average offenses. In terms of the news, we have uh, Brandon Clark doubtful, and guys who have already been ruled out are Winslow and Melton, and everybody ready to go on the New York side, so... Any interest in this one?
1: You know, I, I, this game's probably not going to get a ton of attention. It might get a little boost because it's on national TV with that NBA TV game. But certainly not one to stack. I mean, the danger of a, you know, 95-94 game is, is always looming in a matchup like this. Uh, but you have two teams that really need it. You know, a couple games over and under five hundred for these two teams. Uh, And they're trying to position themselves uh, for the playoff uh, spot. So, you know, you've still got uh, a gluttony of uh, guards with the Knicks trying to rotate six guards, basically. So that, you know, I don't want any part of that again. I I mean, it's if you pick the right guy, it can be helpful. But it's just a little bit too risky for for me as a cash player. R.J. Barrett's going to get Dylan Brooks defense, which is a concern for me. And, uh, you know, Julius Randall's a terrific play. I think, you know, he's, he's just so expensive that when, you know, I mentioned it last time, I mean, I love playing the guy, but he has to be almost perfect because the game is slower, less possessions, less attempts. So if he has just a little bit of an off night, he can't quite make up the points that he needs to, to get himself to, you know, even seven X. So, you know, I've skinned by with him at 5X just because he's so good. But, you know, it it becomes almost like a ceiling with him, you know, just because of the the lack of opportunities because of the slower pace uh, and and sound defense. So, you know, Kyle Anderson's an interesting guy. If you look at at slow-mo's across-the-board stats, he is a consistent, stinking guy, man. And he gets a little minutes bump with Clark out. And, you know, he's he's a dangerous guy because he's going to throw some steals, a couple, maybe a block. He's going to get some assists. He just fills the different categories well. Nobody ever really pays attention to him. Uh, and, and he, you know, makes value like night after night. So if you have to go low and go cheap, I don't think he's a bad Uh, Play, I really don't. Again, it's not the ideal spot against uh, super slow Knicks, but uh, you know there's a possibility there. Uh, Jaw Morant, you know, took a little bit of heat a couple of games ago. Uh, There was all this posting on social media. He's the highest pick ever, being the second pick overall to attempt less than 12 shots in consecutive games. All this baloney, just trying to hate on Jaw and all of that, and. The last game, he stepped up and, and really had a nice game. His three ball looked a lot better. And, uh, you know, I think he's, if he gets up for this game, uh, you know, in New York, and it is a TV game, uh, and his price is really good, I think Jaw's an option. I would, you know, I'm going to consider him, uh, especially on the sites where you can have uh, more than one point guard. Um, so, you know, he's in play a little bit for me. Um, the, you know, after that though, I don't want to press it probably a one-off, but is there anybody I'm missing here on, on your screen, Andrew? No, I I don't think so. Um, I don't, I don't really like this game.
0: Um, job, ja, since you mentioned him most recently, after you, uh, pointed out his poor shooting percentage from three point land this year, yeah I, I took a little closer look and actually noticed that his shooting form to me. It's more to me. It looks worse than when he was in college. It's, he's using more of a two-handed shot actually, and yeah. I remember him in college having more of a just one, you know, one hand. The left hand wasn't getting in the way, and his stroke looked really good to me. So it, it looks to me like he's changed it a little bit, and it has not been a, a good decision. So uh, something to keep an eye on. That you contrast that though with that talk in the media, and certainly woke him up. Um, yeah. So that you know he certainly is motivated. But with this slow pace and great defense, uh, he'd be a borderline consideration for me. The guy that I do like the most would be Kyle Anderson. And in the last three games that Brandon Clark has been out, he's had over 40 fantasy points in all three of them. It's amazing. He he gets the extra minutes, the extra usage. And I'm a little disappointed. I think in those three games, I've only played him once. And so, I know. Me too. Yeah. Nobody plays him. He's always low owned. <laughs> and it's partly because he's really inconsistent. He, you know, his output is very volatile, but it has been consistent with Clark out. So that that's important news. He he is playable for me, especially on DraftKings. He's only fifty nine hundred if Clark yeah. sits. But the, you know, it's not a good game environment. So no. wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if this is, ends the streak of forty fantasy point nights for Mister Anderson. We will see. All right, game four, coach. We move to eight o'clock. It's Chicago in Atlanta, 227 total, one of the higher totals on the board here. Atlanta mm-hmm. favored by two. And it is a back to back for Chicago, of course. Nice win last night over Toronto. Uh, yeah. Levine absolutely smashed uh, 22, what was it, 22, 6 and 13? Yeah, he was uh, great. Played 38 minutes, which is big because he'd been dinged up a little bit with the ankle. Yeah. Um, On the Atlanta side, we do have some injury news here. Capella is questionable, and Gallinari questionable. John Collins still out. So big changes in that front court. Starting with uh, Chicago here, you know, I, I do like Levine again here. He's still in the 7K range on both sites. And look at what Grayson Allen just did against Atlanta. Grayson Allen scored 30 points against them. He if, has 30 points combined all year, doesn't he? I know. He? <laughs> I know. So it seems that Bogdanovich and Herter are, are focused a little bit more on offense, shall we say, than shutting guys down defensively. So I'd like Levine here uh, t- to make a lineup potentially. Uh, your boy Patrick Williams was pretty solid last night. It's he's tough. S- he's still cheap. He's
1: tough. Yeah.
0: Um, Vucevic could have a, a little better matchup if Capella sits, but he's... He's pretty expensive, uh, so I I don't know if I'll get there. Um, Tice played 27 minutes, played really well last game. He's 30 he 3700 on DraftKings. That's an that's an option. On the Atlanta side, wouldn't mind getting somebody against this fast-paced Chicago team that's below average defensively. Trey Young's had a couple good games lately. He's he's pretty cheap on FanDuel, uh, but overall. Not really thrilled about those three guys like we've been talking about, Trey and Bogdan Herter. Uh, but I would look at some value here if Capella and Gallinari are out. You could look at a Kongwu. He was yeah. pretty impressive in that he last was. spot start, double double, 32 minutes. Yep. Um, so so he's an option. I think I like Goga a little bit better if they both start, but um, you know, O Kongwu's in the mix uh, and, and that's probably it. So I'm looking at maybe Levine. Maybe a
1: Congo if he starts. Yeah, you know, I like this game a lot. I, I mean, these are two teams, I think that are on the rise. Uh, I, I've said it a few times on the on the pod here, but you know, maybe we have people listening for the first time, but i I think Chicago did the best job of any team at the trade deadline. I love the team they put together. Their depth is just crazy good. Uh, there are several guys I like here uh, that I'm looking at. You know, Sadoransky has not let me down yet. That dude just comes out and goes 7X and then sits down. I mean, he just gets it done, and he's playing. Even though Kobe's coming in off the bench and playing minutes and hitting shots, he's still getting a good run in there. So he's always in play for me at his price. I'm not going to go Levine on, because I I am concerned about the ankle and the monster minutes last night. So I, if he misses three, four minutes at that price, uh, you know, it just scares me a little bit. But I, he is awesome. Patrick Williams remains dirt cheap. You know, again, just another 8X night last night, 31 fantasy points, 32 fantasy points at a cheap price. Now, I'm not going to go with him tonight because I'm going to look uh, more at the bigs. But I'm expecting Capella not to play. So... If, it, if he plays, it changes everything in this game for me. But for the purposes of, of the pod here, uh, I'm going to assume he's out. And so I like, I love Thaddeus Young. I mean, he, to me, he is the most underrated player in the NBA for like the last 10 years. Nobody ever talks about Thad Young. He's been on like five different teams. Nobody values him. But think about it. He was great in Philly. Uh, you know, every stop along the way, he's just all he does is rebound, score some buckets, get some assists, play really solid defense. I think he's so undervalued, you know, by uh, the DFS world, too. His price is really good. And again, here's a guy, you know, look at his past, uh, you know, performances now that he's starting. He beat out flat out, beat out marketing and marketing comes off the bench now. And it's Young's job and he's producing every night. And Atlanta's front court, you know, with Solomon Hill and Okongwu and then a couple other young guys off the bench are very subject to getting smoked here. So I am all more so about Thad Young and also Vuk is in play for me. I know his price is high, but it's not as high as it was. But I just think he's in a groove. He looks great. He's been with the team long enough that he's getting in the flow of the offense. Uh, Young's close to a, a lock washer for me. Book's getting a lot of consideration um, and, you know, may even look at a Sato here. Uh, Markkanen's coming off the bench playing well, but I don't think for his price he's getting quite enough minutes. And then on the Atlanta side, you know, I sort of like your man Bogey here. I I have to put Bogey up there just for Godfather of Gains to listen yeah. to the podcast. Mm-hmm. He'd he'd cancel the podcast if we didn't mention That's Bogey. That's true. So uh yeah, I just I he's just playing so well and with so much confidence right now. And I know Trey's Trey's the man, but I guarantee you Sato's gonna be strapped to him pretty tight and they're gonna really focus on trying to get the ball out of his hands. And I'm I'm still not a herder guy, so I think Bogdanovich picks up a lot of those shots and Bogey gets some assists too. Don't underestimate his ability to pass the ball um, also. So I'm, I'm high on him today. And then I'm with you. I think if Capella's out and a Congo starts, um, you know, I was a little hesitant the last time because I wanted, I didn't know how he would handle that pressure, but. He is a very talented young man. He was picked very high in, I think, fourth or fifth overall uh, in the draft and tons of expectations. He is a defensive specialist, but he's explosive at the rim. Vuk is not a good defender. So I expect he's going to get some putbacks, a couple of takes, dunks. I think he's going to get some blocks and he'll get a, a decent amount of rebounds. And he can also grab a few steals. So when you start putting those statistics together, if he does get that 25 to 30 minute run, uh, which is very possible if Capella sits, uh, you know, I think he's your candidate to go, you know, 8, 9, 10 X without even having a huge blow up game. Um, Both of these teams play fast enough. Both of these teams at times struggle defensively, both much improved, but um, I just think it opens up for a Kong and I have no problem doing the same thing I did last time when these two guys played, and it paid off. I played them both on DraftKings dirt cheap, and uh, Yahoo. And you know you have to make a decision. I believe on FanDuel uh, because they're both listed at center. Is that correct? Who's that? Can you ch- Vuk Is, and uh, Okongwu? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. So you have to make a decision there, but. Uh, I just think they're both extremely playable. Now, if Capella plays that, again, out the window, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to play both of those cheap centers uh, if where I can play them and then make the decision between the two. But I think the kid, you know, I don't expect him to go 25 points and 20 rebounds, but when you start, you know, three assists, you know, two steals, two blocks, and then the other, you know, stuff that comes in there, I, I think – I'm very confident he'll he'll make value. So this is a key game for me, Andrew. Good three, four guys could easily come out of this game uh, wearing the Coach Talk jersey. Yeah, I think it could work. I will say with the bigs for Chicago, I do prefer Vucevic here
0: <clears throat> if I'm going to play one of them. I'm concerned about Thaddeus Young, just the minutes a little bit with Tice. You know, he gets a few less minutes with Tice out there. Last game he played 24. Um and so he's more of a cash game guy for me. I th- I mean he is ultra solid. I'd love what you say yep. about him in general as a player. But mid 6k range,
1: I don't like him for GPPs. He'd be he'd be cash only for me. Did did you see the lineup they played last night? They had uh they played Vukovic, Tice and Markinen were all in there at the same time. Yeah. Talk about big.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: Markinen he's one of those, you know, he can be a 3. Uh, Eighty-seven seven feet no. yeah that's he's seven feet but he's tall. got that yeah.
0: skill to to be more of a wing player no doubt all right uh eight o'clock game here the other one is philly in new orleans front end of a back-to-back for philly uh another decent total here because new orleans is involved 228 right. and a half philly favored by six and everybody ready to go for philly but with new orleans Big question marks for guys named Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and also Kyra Lewis Jr. Um, So that's what we have there for injury news. And, uh, you know, interesting contrast here. Philly number two defensively, but New Orleans 28th. And both good pace and good offense. So um, is this a close game somehow if... But or or does everything just depend on the New Orleans news with with Lonzo and Ingram? I think it depends on the news. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why don't why don't you get us going on this one? If um, I, you know, it's hard to tell because Ingram hasn't played in a while. Ball just played, but now he's questionable. So we we really don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I won't waste a ton of time here because this is and again we always. Feel bad because you know, the, for some folks, this is the only time they get to hear us discuss games. But we have to have that news, you know. If, if uh, Lonzo and Ingram sit out, Philly's such a strong team, you know. The the James Johnsons and and backups for these squads, you know. Remember, they lost Hart, they lost Nah, you know. So they're already shorthanded. They traded Ray Reddick and and uh, Melly. so they're they're playing. Against it a bit here, and if those guys are out, I think Philly just you know obliterates them, and that just destroys this game for DFS purposes. And it also destroys the Philly side because you're not going to get full run from their main guys if this is a a SmackDown. So, um, you know, I don't think those guys both play. If they do, then you can consider the game, you can look at a few plays here. you know, but the pricing's not good. I mean, it's a massive slowdown game for the Pelicans against a really good defensive team that's going to, you know, eat the clock with with Joel and such. And the price on Zion, Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, if he plays Ingram ball, those, those are all big price tickets. And I just don't like the game script, the potential for this getting out of hand. And uh, don't even really want to go with the secondary guys because, you know, Philly's deep enough where you, your high score for Philly, if this game gets a little wonky, it could be like a, a shake Milton off the bench. He can tear it up. He's, he's really good player. You know, these are the type of games where, you know, you're going to get you know a couple of the other backups, you know, that can come in and, uh, you know, uh, take a lot of points uh, possibly away from some of the players that are out there. So this is, I just, until we get more of the news, I'm going to fade it. If we do get, uh, you know, confirmation on that prior to, then I may go with a one-off here.
0: For me, I'm I'm also going to fade the stars uh, for the reasons you mentioned. I am interested in a couple value plays here, though, regardless of whether the stars play. Because on the Philly side, it's uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green. And okay. the reason is New Orleans is terrible against that three-pointer. We've talked That's about good. it a lot. That's right. We've and they, hit on that a lot. They are dead last in the league. They allow 39% shooting on three-pointers, right. which is I You awful. don't
1: think Ben Simmons will tear him up, do you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a three-point shooting opportunity, so not going to go with Ben Simmons. <laughs> uh, although in a wide open game, I mean, he, you know, this could be one where he, you know, he's sticking one in there just to yeah. smash us. Right. That's for sure. So you know, Seth Curry is is in play for me. He's he's pretty cheap. Uh, Danny Green, borderline also. Um, and then on the New Orleans side, if Lonzo's out, as you said, Na and Hart are already out. And Kyra Lewis Jr. If he's out too, then <sighs> Isaiah Thomas is in play for me. Uh, Isn't
1: that crazy? Isaiah Thomas yeah.
0: back on the on the clipboard maybe. He yeah. may make the clipboard. He might. I mean, he is more expensive on DraftKings, but 3900 on FanDuel and he might start. Um if those guys are all out, he may play 30 minutes. He might. You know, the only other thing I think they might do is let Bledsoe play Bledsoe. the point and then yeah. they start somebody like awundu but, I mean, we're getting That's really... That's
1: when you're looking at a 25-point blowout, though. Right.
0: I mean, we're getting really thin here. And again, it's a yeah. 10-day contract for Isaiah Thomas. So I think he does get big minutes. Uh, and he's in play for me. It, it, it's a tough scenario, though, if with the length and defense of guys like Simmons and, and everybody on Philly is strong. But, uh, you know, he's in play for me as probably the leading candidate uh, for a one-off on the New Orleans side. No Zion for you today. I think I think Tobias can can handle him. I mean, again, if all those guys are out, you, you, you know, Zion's going to get a ton of shots. But Tobias yeah. Harris is a big, strong, athletic guy. It's almost he like really is. You just forget that, but he's tough. So yeah, Zion he could do it just because of the volume. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's a little bit risky because I think I think Tobias can can do a decent job against him.
1: Yeah, if they keep it close, he could have a nice game. But you're right, Tobias is underrated yeah. uh, all the way around. And then you've got Embiid behind him at the rim. So not, not an easy no. night for
0: Zion. No. Uh-uh. All right, we have two 9 o'clock games. Let's start with Charlotte in Milwaukee. 223 total. Milwaukee favored by 8 after a 15-point loss to your Mavericks last night. Giannis Amazing. was sitting out, so I'm going to mark him questionable again tonight. P.J. Tucker also questionable. Uh, No new injury news for Charlotte. We know that they're shorthanded without Hayward. So we've got Miles Bridges starting. Um, You could look at one of these Charlotte guys here. I mean, it's a great pace game. They're 10th. Milwaukee's 5th. Milwaukee is great defensively. But uh, just a, a, a tighter rotation without Hayward. So Bridges is in play. Uh, Graham is is borderline in play. His price has gone up a little bit. His minutes down a little bit. You know, Rozier last game forty minutes. Graham only twenty seven. Brad yep. Wanamaker of all people got twenty three minutes off the bench. Crazy. So that takes away a little bit from Graham for me. But Rozier on FanDuel is is somebody to consider at seven thousand three hundred. Jalen McDaniels here uh how about the spot star for him last game that's
1: nuts they're just trying to get in my head because I can't tell the McDaniels apart and I screw them up all the time (laughs) I know
0: um that's it's sort of like the Morris twins it's it's tough so 32 minutes for him over 20 points hit some three-pointers 3,300 on DraftKings is a great price for him here um Even, Where did
1: he come from? He wasn't yeah. in
0: the mix at all. He's had a lot of games, seven, eight, nine minutes. Yeah. So you know they moved
1: PJ to center to start, like yeah. you've talked about quite a bit, and yeah, they've been wanting, they've done it basically once, you know, eight minutes in the games. Why not just do it? Yeah. You know? so I mean, it's about time. Bismack Biyombo didn't even play in the last game. No.
0: So uh-uh. uh, that's why Jalen got all those minutes. So I, I like I like him tonight. Uh, on the Milwaukee side, um, great opportunity again here if if Giannis is out, but it's a back to back. It's Milwaukee, so I'm not. What are you,
1: what are you uh, thinking with Giannis tonight? I
0: think he sits. Think he sits yeah, again. I mean, it's a knee issue. Um, they're 32 and 19. I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't think you push. Well, it. I push it against yeah. a, a banged up Charlotte team? Yeah, you know. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But man, Middleton. He was the one guy last night who he shot. Six, oh my God.
1: Six for twenty-seven. Six for twenty-seven, dude. Oh my How, gosh! I watched all twenty-seven of those bricks go up there. I should say twenty-one bricks. That was that was tough to watch. Just give me four or five makes, Chris, and it would have been an incredible night uh, for, he, for our lineup. He line could up. not get the ball to go in, but I do give him credit for continuing to shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, you know
0: he he's in play again if if Giannis is out, Portis definitely in play. Uh, he's still in the five k range. Um, he was so. he was tough
1: man. I that was my best play last night. I yeah. He was the first guy in. I mm-hmm. knew he with the Mavs poor interior defense. He's he's a mean dude. He's he tough. Is.
0: He is tough. I yeah. like
1: him. Yeah. I wish he played for my team. Yeah. So I could get one or two guys here. Portis, you know,
0: much better price than Drew or Middleton. Uh, and then Jalen on the other side is in play for me.
1: Yeah, you know, this game's tough. I mean, I, I'm i with you. I think Giannis sits again. I mean, it, it's obviously, you know, a little more serious, you know, if he sat multiple games here. I think they can beat Charlotte at home without him. If yep. they can't, then they're in trouble because, uh, you know, Charlotte's just a shell of themselves. I mean, no LaMelo, uh, you know, no uh, – Hayward. Uh, Hayward, yeah, and just uh, going through this shift in in their lineup. Um, You know, a couple of guys here that I'll consider. If Giannis does sit, Miles Bridges' price has been good. His minutes are up. He's playing better. Uh, You know, he's playing with some confidence. I think he's a decent play at a cheap price. I don't know if I trust McDaniels quite yet after the one performance. I'm a little nervous about that. You know, plus Middleton's a good defender. Uh, that that scares me. You know you know, I'm a huge Rogier guy. I play him as much as anybody. Um, you know, but I can't imagine he's not going to get through holiday defense, which definitely gives me a little uh, concern. Um, you know, so really on the Charlotte side, only Rogier if I have the extra salary. I think that uh, I'm with you on the, the you know, Graham thing. And, and the minutes are a little bit disturbing, but Miles may be in play. There are a few guys I like on on the Milwaukee side. I, I think that uh, this could be a, a Drew Holiday game. You know, he didn't have as big of a game yesterday against the Mavs, but I think he's the guy, you know, that steps up even more so if Giannis is out than even Middleton. I mean, Middleton's going to keep shooting his way out of the slump. I'm sure he'll have a better game, but it's hard to – spend the money and feel super confident in a guy that's you just bricked up, you know, 21 shots and couldn't find uh, the bucket. Now I think he'll do well and I think he could make value, but is he a smash candidate? That's the, the concern that I have. So I, I prefer to lean towards Drew Holiday here. I think he's the better play. Um, and I also like Portis again. I know he took advantage of a weak interior for Dallas, but, Charlotte has a weak interior, I think. You know, they, they're small, a uh, small ball, and Portis is an animal out there, and he's if he gets his good run and good minutes. Uh, I think he takes advantage of that, and they're going to need him uh, in this game. So uh, really, you know, looking at Holiday, uh, a slight chance at Middleton, Portis, and then uh, probably a little bit of Bridges and even a little Rogier. So this... This is probably the second game on the board for me uh, that I like other than everybody's game where they're going to stack everybody in the world with Washington Golden State. But, you know, I think to diversify a little bit, this is one of the other two games other than the big one that I will have exposure to. And hopefully it stays close. I mean, Milwaukee on a back to back after getting it handed to them. You wouldn't think they'd step right in and just blow the doors off of Charlotte without Giannis. So that's what I'm counting on in that situation. All right,
0: let's move to the other 9 o'clock game. It's San Antonio in Denver. This is a rematch from Wednesday. Denver won that one, 106-96. We have Trey Lyles still out, Lonnie Walker and Gorgie Jang questionable. And then on the Denver side, we have Jamal Murray questionable after sitting out the last one. And this yeah. is a, a 220 total. Denver favored by 8.5. We've got the below-average pace, um, middle-of-the-road defenses, and uh, below-average offense from San Antonio. Really, the only thing you really like in this game is Denver's good offense. Um, Right. So, you know, can be a dud with uh, teams like this facing off each other. Do you like anyone here?
1: No, I, I think it's pretty much what you said, sort of a dud game. It just doesn't have a lot of luster to it. Uh, who ended up uh, coming out? I know we had the big discussion of Composo or Morris. almost exactly the same. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yep. All that discussion, and then they do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I don't like that those two guys have the potential to do exactly the same, even if Murray doesn't play. So that that eliminates them immediately for me. Um, you know, how is this game, this game script going to come down? I mean, that's the questionable thing. I mean... Denver's offense is good. You know, the Joker's always a potential play. Pirtle's a pretty decent matchup for him. He can move fairly well, and he's, you know, decent defender. So it's not like one of those perfect scripts for, for the Joker. And he hasn't exactly been going 8x with that big salary lately very often either. You know, there's a few guys like he and Luka uh, specifically that, you know, people just plug and play. And expect them to get 80 fantasy points when they, you know, throw a 40 on the board. They're ready to, you know, uh, throw them out of the league. But uh, I, I just don't see this as being a perfect game for a uh, matchup game for for the Joker. So I'm not going there. You know, it's tough with Gordon there. He's really good. He's helped their team. But, man, is it taking a, a jolt out of the rest of these guys. It makes it inconsistent. Whether you want to play, you know, roster up a Barton, which we did quite a bit uh, before Gordon got there. Porter is always a great option, but it just seems like they're sharing the ball. There's, you know, they're playing very unselfish basketball, which is great. But uh, you know, I just don't see a jump out standouts, and you know, he loves to use his bench, and there's a lot of rotation of, of those guys getting in there now. Um, and it's just uh, uneasy against the Spurs. Spurs, as we know, we always complain about how, how difficult it is to predict. You know, can anybody blow out a game? You know, Gordon's a nice defender, so he's going to bother DeRozan. Barton can bother DeRozan a little bit at times. So I'm not, I don't want to spend up for him. Uh, don't really trust the other guys that much. So, you know, I very well could just easily pass this game, as I do a lot of Spurs games, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Not much interest in this one at all. If Jamal Murray sits, I will look at Composito, Morris, P.J. Dozier. They're all in the 3K range on both sites, so I could see any of them hitting value. So it could be a one-off here for me, but but don't like the game, and I want to turn my attention to the next one because it is the biggest game on the slate, Washington in Golden State, two hundred ninety-two to 188. <laughs> that, w- that would work, yeah. 238 total, Golden State favored by four and a half. This is a matchup of the teams that are the two fastest in the NBA. Washington number one in pace, Golden State number two. We've got the terrible defense of Washington. Uh, so pretty good game environment here. We have Beal probable. Uh, he did play 30 minutes in the last game. Yeah, and then we have Pascal out for Golden State, and Gary Payton II is available to make his hmm. debut. Wow! So I I do like this game. I I don't know if it'll be a crazy big stack for me. I, I I like the combo of Steph and Draymond here for Golden State. I I love the correlation between the two, and I feel pretty confident that they'll do quite well against this bad Washington defense. Uh, With the fast pace, they're going to get plenty of possessions. Oubre and Wiggins are also playable for me. Uh, Wiseman was great in the last game against Milwaukee. um, But, uh, you know, he'd probably be the last starter I would go to. Just don't really trust him yet. Uh, He does have the potential, though, at at 4,800 to to pay off value. And then with Washington, um, I think... Yeah, I, I, this is where I, I'm. I'm just not ready to make this a a huge game stack on the on the main slate because uh, I just I'm not quite ready to go here to, with Westbrook uh, or Beal. Beal though is is interesting here as a $8,300 shooting guard on pretty, FanDuel. Pretty
1: inexpensive for Beal. Yeah,
0: it's, it's sort of like the Levine situation where he's been dinged up; his price goes down a little bit. Do you pounce on it, or is he just not quite ready to pay off value next to Westbrook? I, I'd probably be more likely to play Beal here in a GPP. Um, or somebody like Rui. Uh, he got 30 minutes, and so yep. he's back in the mix. It's decent price for him. Uh, Davis Bertans hit value again. Um, he did. And he's still cheap. Uh, he, he, you know, that's that's a risky one though, because he does really depend on the three point shot. If he's sure. off, then it's going to be a, a dud. Uh, so I, I'm more interested on the Golden State side here.
1: Yeah, I've if you've noticed, I have not really spent up like a crazy man anywhere. Uh, I've been saving my money. You know, it, the only potential pay up guy I've been talking about is Vuk. Uh, other than that it's been, you know, keep my cash in my pocket. And that's because this is the game, you know, I think you can overthink things at times, at least I do. And you can try to outsmart, you know, the rest of the industry. And and that works. But there are times when something, you know, it's, it's like when you have somebody has a fish and they smack you across the face with it, and that fish just smacks you in the face. So, that's how I feel about this slate. I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's like, let's let's uh look at DFS. Who do we want to play? Here's Washington, Golden State, smack. There's this fish across the face. Right. So I just I feel like I've got to stick with it here and not try to overthink it. So for me, it's real simple. You play Steph Curry and you either play Westbrook or Beale. And I think that you you, you really feel good about having those two studs in your belt, you know, going into those late games, you know, two guys that could, of those three, could lead the slate in scoring. It's very possible. Um, And and I just think they're pretty safe because I'm not feeling like this is a blowout in either direction. Both of these teams have gotten blown out recently but haven't done the blowing out very much. So, you know, I think with the talent – and the speed of this game, uh, it's just hard to pass up. And then, you know, even after that, I may go another step further. The two guys that I like as the second fiddles um, are, as you mentioned, Rui Hashimura, who even after sitting out a game with a slight injury came back and played 30 minutes. I think he's in there 35, 38 minutes. They've just committed to playing that dude at the four and the five. And he's going to play the majority of every game. And he'll often lead them in minutes. And with this up-tempo game, he's going to have so many more chances to rebound, all kinds of stuff. So I think he's a a really good play. The guy I like on the Golden State side is the second guy is Oubre because he's a little expensive, I know. But when there's up-tempo games, if you look at his games that he's really played well, it's generally – When they're playing an up-tempo team because he likes to get out and run and finish fly in with those left-handed dunks he's a good offensive rebound tip dunk kind of guy that you know if the game's open and not clogged up in the middle uh you know he has a tendency to do much better Uh, it's when he's stuck out in the corner shooting threes that that he usually bombs so this you know this game script to me plays right into his hands You know, he'll have Denny Advia guarding him early on, and there's no way he can stay with him. So this is my game, Andrew. It's, you know, if it was to start right now, I go Curry, and I'm not going to say whether it's Westbrook or Beal, because I I don't know yet. I need to think about that some more. If I had to make the decision this second, it would probably be Beal just because of the big savings. Um, And then I'm ready to put Oubre and Hashemore in there, too. So You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see four from this game and two from those other two games that I like, and it somehow becomes a three-game slate out of nine, which is weird, but that's what I like. Okay. Well, we
0: got one game left before we build that two brains are better than one lineup. It's Houston against the Clippers, the other 10
1: o'clock game here, huh? Yeah,
0: 222 total. Clippers favored by 12, coming off that solid win last night against Phoenix, on the Houston side, we have John Wall out, and it's the front end of a back-to-back. And on the Clippers side, um, I'm going to mark Beverly questionable since it's a back-to-back. Reggie Jackson's a little bit of a question mark because he left with an eye injury yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have to wait and see on, uh, does Paul George or Kawhi sit since it's a back-to-back. But Somebody's going to sit. All we know right now, Coach, is that uh, John Wall is out. So do you look at a guy like Porter Jr. or or Wood here?
1: I mean, you certainly could. Uh, I just, I hate the game script here and not knowing what's going on. There's no way that this, you know, probable starting lineup for the Clippers plays tonight. I I guarantee it. I mean, it's just no way somebody's going to sit, whether it be Kawhi or whomever. Uh, You know, it's against a horrible Houston team. They're not going to stress out these guys that, you know, I if, if uh, I think about three of the Clippers sit. So when it comes time, you know, if you want to put in somebody from this game and save a spot that you can rotate in or out of when that late news comes, I, I completely respect that. But, you know, to, to game script this and determine how you want to roll it uh, doesn't make any sense because... We don't know who's going to play. You know, we do, like you said, know that Porter and Wood are going to be in there. But talk about propensity for blowout. Yes, I know people are going to say it's a trap game for the Clippers coming off the good win. If they're sitting guys, you know, Houston did beat Dallas. I, I get all that stuff, but I do not see Houston going there against the Clippers and be able to to hang with them without John Wall uh, in this game. So... Porter's okay of a play, but I don't like his price. Wood's price is extremely expensive, and my money was just used in that last game. So I really don't like this scenario here. Um, I want to see who's sitting, because there could be a super-duper value clipper here that opens up. My man Marcus Morris, we know what he does when those guys sit, and he's pretty guaranteed with his minutes. And then, you know, if we do have a bunch of the guards sit, let's say – you know, if Beverly sits and uh, uh, who got poked in the eye? Who was it? Um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. If he sits, you know, then all of a sudden Terrence Mann's back in the picture. So we could get a guy or two from this game that is too good of a value to pass up. But all in all, I think the Clippers smack them around, uh, don't like the feel of this game, and have no idea who's going to sit. So not, not really buying in. I'm a little more optimistic that Houston keeps it close. Okay.
0: Um, not extremely optimistic, but if Paul George or Kawhi sits, then it's a much better matchup for Houston. True. So Porter is in consideration for me. I I, I like Woods' price on Fanduel a little bit because he's got uh, Zubots that match up. I think he can he can do some work there. Um, yeah. Maybe a value play with Houston, especially in the after hours slate with a guy like Sterling Brown or KJ Martin. Yeah, um,
1: it makes the after-hour slate fun. That's yeah, for sure.
0: It does, and then with the Clippers, uh, Rondo was really great last night in nineteen minutes. Yeah, um, put up huge numbers. He might be their point guard going into the playoffs. Yeah, man. and he could be playable here if Beverly or Reggie Jackson is out because he is really really cheap on both sides.
1: Maybe so, he's the guy rather than man. Although be. I can't, I can't stand Rondo without his headband. I could, it's like who is that? You know, yeah. he looks so different.
0: Yeah. Speaking of headbands, <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins uh yes. didn't play last night, but he's playing That's against his former team here. Uh right. Again, just want to mention that he's pretty expensive, especially on draftKings, but 4100 on FanDuel. Uh he's probably not going to be my favorite value play. Just just want to mention here um again, maybe a uh, after our slate candidate. We'll see how the news plays out. I'm
1: rooting for him, man. Yeah. I
0: hope he does well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's build this two brains lineup. Coach, I'll let you get us started as always. Again, follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk for any changes. You can follow the coach at J O E S A R V A D I. You can find me at Language Olympic. Coach, what do you have here to get us going? Steph Curry. All right. I'll pair him up. How's with, that for coming out shooting? I'll pair him up with Draymond.
1: Draymond. Seventy-five hundred. so we got
0: warriors we got two warriors
1: Rui Hashimura okay
0: 5800 nice price on fan we don't
1: need we only need this one game let's just finish <laughs> it up in this
0: <laughs> um I'll let you go the next pick in that game if you want I'm gonna get Goga in here 4900 uh as our as our value center
1: I like the Goga pick here's a guy that we I think we have a spot for that we both happen to like which was an oddity how about slow mo? Okay. He's right. cheap.
0: Enough. Um, let's see. Sixty nine hundred was the note I wrote. It means we're not going to play Ubre.
1: So. Yeah, I know. I, is he sixty nine? He's sixty nine. God, I thought he was sixty two. I'm a little not sure he's worth sixty nine. Yeah.
0: Well, we can always yeah. pivot back to Ubre later if if you want. But
1: yeah, I I, I mis, uh, misjudged that price doesn't that seems a little high maybe i was thinking of draft
0: kings. he is cheaper on DraftKings, but
1: yeah okay let's let's leave that with a question mark next to it
0: okay i i i'm gonna put wood in here at 7800 um wow I, yeah okay. I, I think with wall out he gets tons of shots i like the matchup here
1: okay that makes me have to think now we need some value
0: yeah i've got a we got some value point guards
1: and shooting guards we can get to Um, gosh we need some of that news to break that would have helped a lot Uh, let me think for one second because this will make a difference on my next two picks really Um,
0: do you want to go with Beal I can get a value guard in here if if you want to pay up for him if you think we can afford them, okay? I'll take them. All right, let's slot him in there. Uh no, not okay, not Paul George, Bradley Beal. Okay. So um so Seth Curry is a guy that I think we could put in here and still have enough money to get going. So let's put him in here for now, 4400 as a shooting guard. Okay, what does that
1: leave us? Because I haven't been filling it in. I'm Are we looking. full now? There's 4800 now for our point guard? We need a $4,800 point guard? That's where we're at.
0: Um,
1: okay, let me see, the, see I like if some I have of the, anybody.
0: I like some of the 3K guys better. I like Isaiah Thomas at $39. Uh, Rondo is 35
1: And we're not sure with Rondo, though. What do you think about Shake? Mm. You know he's—you don't like him, huh? I'd rather—I
0: mean, I'd rather just go Isaiah Thomas here.
1: I don't know if I have the courage. What if—what if Lonzo plays? Then we'll—we'll we'll pivot.
0: Yeah, this is only if Lonzo is out and probably Kyra Lewis also.
1: Yeah, really. Okay, but that leaves us how much then?
0: We have nine hundred extra, so we could go back to That's Seth Curry good. and pay up a little bit, or we could even pay up from slow mo.
1: Slow-mo we have at 69. Yep. So that would give us um 78. Anthony Edwards. Interesting. I'd be I'd I've been thinking about Anthony Edwards as a possibility. He fits, right? Yeah. Wanna pay up to him? Uh he does get Jalen Brown defense, though. Boy, he's been playing good ball in lots of minutes. Yeah, let's let's give him a rip. Boston exactly hasn't been stonewall on defense. Yeah, yeah, middle of the pack. They've been a little yeah, bit let's, better Yeah, Let's lately. go with let's go with uh, A.E. as they call him.
0: All right, there it is. IT, Steph, Bradley Beal, Seth Curry. We got the brothers here. Brothers Curry. Oh, wow. How about that? Then A.E.,
1: Rui, Dre, Wood, and Goga. Now, if you would have. Told me at the beginning of the season that would be our lineup with Goga and IT and all these. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. We would not have won that bet. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's NBA awesome, DFS man. for you. Yeah. That is. I, I like, like the lineup. A lot of potential. A lot of upside, and we got some big sticks in there too. So absolutely. So,
0: uh if you want to get all the latest news and edits to that lineup, and then our after hours lineup tonight, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo and the DraftKings coaches clipboard for the main slate. Join us as a member. Go to dfscoachtalk.com, grab whichever length of time you'd like, and then we'll send you an email to get you into our Discord, and we'll get those lineups to you about 20 minutes before lock tonight. Uh, and uh, got a big weekend coming here. We'll have uh so weekend golf lineups as well. Yeah. Uh, so so jump in here with all these sports. We'd love to have you. Uh, any questions? Again, just reach out to us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. So. That'll do it for today. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.